make no mistake, we all have one. Sensei Kreese doesn't. Of course he does. We all do. Today, your goal is to find your opponent's weakness and attack it. Robbie doesn't have a weakness. You're thinking about this the wrong way. Everyone has a weakness. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. We are back, 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 back. What's up, Monty? How's it going, brother? And it's going good, aside from this Texas heat that we got down here. Feels like a sauna outside, but uh, going good, man. You know, we're, we're back on the saddle again. Took another little mini hiatus, but uh, we're pushing through, my brother. Pushing yes, through. The year's, the year's halfway done. And, you know, like I always tell you, man, the best is yet to come. <laughs> no doubt. I believe that, brother. And like I said, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about is, you know, we finished because we're going to finish, man. We got four episodes left. We're doing seven a day. And hopefully next week we'll do eight. And the, the goal, man, and I remember we hung out a couple of weeks ago and I told you the goal is to be complete before Cobra Kai season five comes out September 9th, right? September eight. 9th. Yeah. Eighth ninth, or ninth? Ninth. ninth. Okay. Ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the eighth bro. is a Thursday. I remember it. And so it's got to be the ninth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. September 9th, brother. So, uh, yeah, dude, that's the goal. When I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, man, I was like, look, we're going to finish before it comes out, man. So if anything, it'll be fresh. It'll be fresh on people's minds, man. So again, thank you for those who have continued to stick with us. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Uh, that's the easiest way to put it. You know, Jose and I have both gone through some just challenges that we didn't expect, but that's how life works sometimes, man. But one of the things we got to do, as Jose said, is believe that the best is yet to come and just keep fighting. You know, if you, you woke up, again today you know then there's just purpose for your life so we're going to continue fighting we're going to continue believing there's a purpose for our lives and if anything man i don't know about you monty but this is just uh this is therapeutic for me bro that's why i hit you up today i was like yo i got some time today to record because it's therapeutic just to be able to talk about this show and, and talk with you dude you're like been my buddy since like 2000 bro 22 years already man and double deuce man. you know it's just like it's just it's just cool bro it's just it just clears my mind of everything else that's going on bro so i appreciate you man oh you're welcome my pleasure and you know you are more you are spot on when you use the word therapeutic man it's just great to you know kind of disconnect and talk about something we love and we're passionate about no doubt as we drink uh you know some good Good craft beer, brother. <laughs> All right, man. So let's just go ahead and get started, dude. Minefields, right? Minefields, Cobra Kai, episode seven. I'm going to let you read the synopsis and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Uh, episode seven, Minefields. Daniel invites Anthony to join Miyagi-Do and discovers he doesn't know his son as well as he thought. Miguel learns the truth about Johnny and Carmen. All right. Very good. So let's go ahead and get started the way that we've done this uh, season that we've covered Cobra Kai season four. Tell me, brother, tell us three things that you liked from this episode. Three things that I liked were uh, martial arts reference and punishments for the bully for bullying. 
you know, and uh, weakness, weakness. Okay. And, okay. and we'll talk more about that as the episode sure. goes on. For sure. So, hey, me and you are right there. We're in sync, brother. Martial arts movie references. That's what I wrote down as well as three things that I liked. I also like the Cobra Kai gear, bro. I was like, yo, where can I find some of that champion yeah. Cobra Kai gear? And then I actually, I'm actually going to put this, but I wrote this down. Flashback to Vietnam. Like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah for I sure. can see that. All right, brother. Three things you hated from this episode. LaRusso, Anthony LaPusso, I should say. <laughs> yep. I don't like how Daniel said soap on crap off. Okay. That's kind of real, uh, real cheesy, right? Real, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, I don't know, it doesn't have the same ring to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, um, I didn't like how Silver got uh, kind of punked at the end. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk, gonna about talk that. in more <laughs> more detail. Yeah, he, he looked. He just kind of made him look a little weak, and you know he's been one of our favorite characters all no season. Doubt. So. No doubt. No so. doubt. Hi, brother. So when and you know, and for the first time listeners, man, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, when we say three things we hated, it's not it's not a negative. Obviously, we we're we've devoted a whole podcast to Cobra Kai, you know, so it's just things that we didn't like about the episode or we don't like. And some of it's recurring, like Anthony LaRusso. I think, you know, he's been on there, you know, he's probably like MVP of three things we hated. I think he's replaced, uh, what's my boy's name? Kyler. <laughs> you know, it's either I Kyler know, or yeah. Anthony. So I, I was with you on that one, man. You know, still don't like Anthony LaRusso. And again, as we get into our categories and as we talk about, you know, the scenes from the episode, we'll, you know, go more in depth as to why we don't like Anthony LaRusso. Uh, but I'm going to put this one, uh, bushy haired kid, Zach, Zach. I, Zach. I don't know. I just don't <laughs> like that kid, man. He's just annoying as hell. And then, uh, Daniel's parenting, bro. I don't like that. Daniel's parenting is kind of whack, man. So again, we'll yeah. talk about that. All right, brother, get us started. Tell us about your first favorite scene from episode seven. Absolutely. Let me start off with, it's actually not one of my favorites, but it, I definitely, the writers put it in a connection that I just couldn't overlook. And it's the library scene where Anthony sees Leah and Kenny and his friend, Zach, you know, says, looks like everybody's doing something new, which is that. again, a line from uh, the original. I believe it was Tommy who said that, take a right, check it out. looks like everybody's doing something new. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I just, he, really he said that to point. Johnny, right? Yes, he said that to Johnny when they arrived at the beach yeah. for, and they saw Daniel and Allie. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out, man. That was a good connection. I always like how the writers just, you know, sneak them in and, you know. <laughs> and it works, man. It works. And it, so it does. To piggyback off of that, I love the 80s background music in the beginning of the episode. So it's that whole, that old synthesizer music, you know, kind of like oh, okay, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds type shit, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the friend zone, you know, so LaRusso, you know, still whacking in the friend zone, man. And then, again, can't stand that bushy haired kid, Zach, that's his name. But I just, you know, call him bushy haired and just like, just busting balls. But again, I like, I like that scene just for the connection as well, man. So, uh. But, you know, I love what my boys uh, rocking. Kenny, man, Cobra Kai hoodie, bro, rocking that hoodie. So it goes back to the Cobra Kai gear. But, dude, LaRusso bullying Kenny, man, just, uh, I don't know, man. Just, uh, again, obviously, you know, you got to have some sort of character that just, you know, kind of works your nerves. And LaRusso is the one for me. Anthony LaPusso is the one that does it for me, man. So <laughs> Careful now, man. You're giving him too much credit. No. <laughs> I know, right? But, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. But... <laughs> Again, we'll talk more about it as, you know, we continue. All right. So the next, for, well, not the next one, but the first one for me is just, you know, Miguel finding out about Carmen and Johnny, man. So number one, I just got to say that I love that Carmen 
is back, baby. But yeah, Miguel finding about finding out about Carmen and Johnny and, and the way he found out about it, you know, that kind of sets up, as you were saying with the synopsis, man, that uh yeah, you know, this is he's gonna find out the truth and you know, maybe that's not how he should have found out. What do you think about that? Yeah, and that was one of my questions I had is um I don't think Miguel was okay with it as the way he portrayed it to be. Um, I know he said, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. I think that, that was the quote that he said, but, yeah. um, he just, yeah, that's not the correct way, I guess, to have found out about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just truly don't think he was okay with it. And Johnny, of course, being Johnny, not using the proper words. Yeah, for know? sure. So your mom and I are hooking up, not just hooking up, uh, See, when two people, when two people are attracted to each other. I get it. You guys are dating. You're dating. dating. Yes. yes. Uh, we didn't mean for you to find out like this. No. We were waiting for the right time and place. We wanted to take you to a nice restaurant, break the news to you somewhere nice, at Chili's or Marie Callender's. Red Lobster. Number one, Miguel was not surprised, but I actually had this question. Do you think he was pissed about finding out? And you kind of touched on it a little bit. And so maybe not necessarily pissed off, but I think just being taken by surprise. And, and so uh, to me, as I was watching the episode, when he made that little dig that he said, uh, well, frankly, I would have preferred that you chose somebody who had better food in the refrigerator. It's a little dig, but it was kind of like like you're saying, like he wasn't cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he thinks his mom can get somebody better than Johnny. I don't know. What do you think, bro? I mean, we're just talking about this, you know, because Carmen's a very beautiful woman. You know what I'm saying? She's a nurse. Obviously, she's <laughs> educated. And then Johnny, he's cool as hell. We know that, man. But he's kind of yeah. he's kind of dumb, man. He's kind of, a you know, just, uh, you know, goofball and stuff, man. So what do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, in a way, it, like you said, it was kind of, he tried to keep his emotions non-reactionary and just didn't want to make a scene. And um, I just felt like, you know, he, he just kind of went with the flow because it was all thrown at him all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? And so we're going to see later in the episode how, you know, how, how it, his true feelings kind of come out. And Johnny doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's an awkward conversation, man, telling a, telling your kid about, you know, you being in a dating relationship. You know what I'm saying? So obviously it's awkward. And so they weren't ready, but I think more than anything, you know, them hiding it, you know, cause that's what they were doing. Right. They were trying to, yeah. and they were doing it with the, with the intention to not hurt him. But in the end it ended up hurting him. And so that's how things are sometimes. Sometimes we do things because we don't want to hurt people, but in our quest to not hurt somebody, we end up hurting them, you know, kind of, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes yeah, sense in my head. Man. Yeah. yeah. And intentionally, man, you know, you, you, you go out with the idea, I don't want to hurt this person, but then you know, your actions, you know, they do hurt that person, man, because, you know, people don't like getting stuff, you know, like secondhand information, you know. So, yeah, brother. All right. Where are you taking us next, man? For me, I'm kind of going to go an episode or a scene, not an episode. I'm sorry. Ah, it's the rust, baby. It's the rust. No, we're <laughs> yes, good. We're good. Is. It's the rust. It's the rust. We yeah. got this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to the scene right before that one. And it's back at the Cobra Kai Dojo. And, you know, where Silver says today's lesson is about weakness and how to exploit or actually Silver Increase about weakness and how to exploit it. And um, I think Tori makes the comment that since a crease doesn't have a weakness and, you know, Silver says everybody has a weakness, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you notice crease didn't like that. You saw the camera pan to him and he was kind of like, 
you know, it wasn't really appreciative of him being put on, yeah, <laughs> uh, putting on the spot and stuff. And then, of course, they they bet a six pack to the winner. They have a fighter. They each select a fighter and they go at it. So, uh, but that's later on, I think, in another episode. But I, I just like that scene for because. You know how I mentioned in the dislikes about Silver? I think this is kind of one of the keys that the driving force um, to uh, the ending scene. Well, dang it. Dang, I'm rusty, bro. <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no, this is um, kind of like the start of what's going to happen later on between Silver and Crease. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to uh, talk about that scene as well, but I'm going to go a little bit before that. You know, uh, Robbie. Watching out for Kenny. Thought it was real stand up of him to do that. You know, Kenny's obviously pissed off, dude. He's getting, you know, bullied. You know, they're take, they took his clothes, man. We didn't even touch on that. But yeah. real quick, they took his clothes and, you know, he runs out the locker room and he's in his boxers, man. So he's getting he's getting bullied, man. And he's had it. You know what I'm saying? And so now he's pissed. He's ready to kick their asses. Right. But uh, Robbie was dope, man. He was like, no, you got to be smarter than me and your brother. You know, look what happened to me. You know, I fought and I ended up in juvie. So you got to be smarter than me and your brother. So I like that, man. Uh, But yeah, we're going to touch on this, bro, because this is one of the things that you said that you enjoyed from this episode. Weakness. (laughs) We all have one. So do you, hey, do you agree? Do we all have a weakness, man? I believe we do in a way. Um, But that doesn't mean we don't handle it or react to it the way we should, if that makes sense. Like, okay. yeah, we may be, there may be some areas when you do improve, but that doesn't mean that, um, like it's, what's the word? Like it shuts us down. To no, for sure. We can't, sure. we can't function. It's just, I look at it more as areas to improve. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'll go with you. Yeah. So for sure, we all have weaknesses, man. And in fact, and you know, if you've ever been on interviews, man, that's, that's a question they ask you. What's a weakness? That's a question that I ask, you know, as a as a leader when I'm interviewing people, just what's one thing? Because, you know, there has to be some sort of humility that says, hey, you know, there is an area of improvement in my life. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. you said, doesn't necessarily mean you're weak. I know that word weakness, you know, has the root word weak. But, yeah, there's something that you can uh, you can improve on, man, if you identify that weakness. So I have a weakness. Shit, I have several weaknesses, man. Mm-hmm. But I, I love it in regards to this episode, right? You know, Silver, find your opponent's weakness and attack it. It's good advice, man. You know, think about it in life, in sports. You know what I'm saying? In sports, bro, right? I just came back from Denver. My daughter, um, you know, played in a tournament out there, a national tournament. They didn't do as good as, you know, we wanted them to, the parents and the girls wanted to. But, you know, it's finding that weakness in a team, right? Like, okay, let's attack that person, right? And uh, you play sports, bro. It's like, okay, who can who can we, uh, you know, who can we dribble by or who can we, you know, attack or, you know, because, again, there's always a weak link, right? Most of the time. And so I like that. Find your opponent's weakness and attack it to me. That's good advice, man. What do you think about that? No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where you have you can't overlook it and you have to go for it if you want, especially in sports, which you know me and you are passionate about and follow. You know, if if you see your opponent's weakness, whether it's team sports or individual, you're going to go for it because yeah. you know you want to succeed, you want to win. Yeah. And you got to be so that means you got to be cognizant and you got to understand, hey, what's that person's weakness, man? Or what's that team's weakness? Because you figure out that team's weakness and then you exploit it. Right. And so, uh, hey, question. What was Chun Li's weakness in Bloodsport? Uh, his right. 
Yeah, right. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. He's weak in the gut. He's, He's weak, weak in the, in the gut. gut. <laughs> Go for the stomach. Time to separate the men from the boys. Just be careful. Chong doesn't separate your head from your body. Go for the gut. He's tough there. What the hell are you talking about? Chong Li is weak in the gut. That's how Paradise surprised him. Hey, you listen to me? Go for the stomach and stay away from his right leg. Will you stop worrying? I love that shit, dude. <laughs> Chung Lee, he's weak in the gut. There oh, you go, no, man. it was stay away from his right leg. That's yeah, but he's weak in the gut. Chung Lee's weak in the gut. weak in the gut, yeah. Jackson, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, bro, uh, I'm going to talk about this. I like it sim- simply for the fact that it connects to the synopsis that you read. Uh, but Anthony, he's just showing how much of a so he is man he's stalking he's stalking at leah right stalking leah on the gram you know looking at her instagram and stuff but and then right here dude you know he lies to his dad and this is why this is why i say and this is why i said excuse me that you know one of the things that i dislike from this episode was daniel's parenting because daniel automatically believes his son which you know rightfully so you know unless his son's given a reason not to believe you know to trust him or whatever but then daniel's solution I need to train train my son to fight. Like, nah, dude, like train your son to be like, stand up. You know, you can tell your son's a little prick. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, you know, I I mean, just, just based off, you know, Anthony's just, you know, the way he, he talks, he communicates, he acts or whatever. He just seems like a real punk. You know what I'm saying? So I wrote this down. Like, you know, you think training your son is the right thing, but nah, dude, teach your son to be respectful, dude. I don't know. That was just me, but I wanted to point that out simply because again, it's going to continue later on in, 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 you know, a couple of scenes that, that I'm, I'm going to talk about if you don't talk about, but what do you think about that, man? No, here's the thing with that particular scene is, Daniel didn't take time to actually dive deep and to figure out what was actually going on. He just immediately assume, uh, defaulted to his experience and didn't even bother to investigate, didn't bother to ask questions, like kind of like really get down and communicate. Yeah. What is going on? Tell me, you know, now he just automatically assumed, oh, it's happening to him again, just like it was happening to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there you go. <laughs> you That's know? his parenting, bro. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to. You got to dig deep. I like that. Dig deep, you know, and really investigate and see what's going on with your kid, man. And then and then be, like I said, I'm, I'm using this big word again, cognizant. Then be cognizant. Like, all right, you know, why is my son acting like this? Or what is he missing? Or what's going on, man? So that's why I wanted to point that out, brother. But where are you taking us next? Uh, the next one I'm going, and I may skip a few scenes here, but this is uh, Devin Lee at, at Eagle Fang. <laughs> Badass. Yeah. Johnny's lesson, of course, is uh, about cheating. And then, you know, Devin Lee shows up and, uh, you know, Johnny's basically trying to explain that you got to be prepared for Cobra Kai because they're going to cheat. They're going to find a weakness. And uh, Devin Lee just quickly throws out the martial arts reference like, you know. Um, Today's lesson is about cheating. Cobra Kai doesn't follow the same rules. So we have to be ready for any dirty trick they throw at us. Like when Chong Lee threw dirt into Van Damme's eyes in Bloodsport. Exactly. Looks like someone did their prep work. And I saw the sequels too. Not to mention Delta Force, Billy Jack, the Octagon, and Lady Dragon. Cynthia Rothrock is a beast. Hell yeah, she is. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sorry. This one was actually funny. And then, of course, you know, I don't know where Johnny got the idea to basically have Devin kick everybody in the balls. Yeah, in the balls, yeah, yeah. And then um, 
she made them believe like um who what who was it that that they had like a busted shoulder kind of like Eric Roberts in uh Best of the Best. Hell yeah, and she need that <laughs> reference as well, bro. Yeah, she knew yeah. that reference and then um what was it? And of course Johnny's impressed by all this, you know, just her knowledge and references and you know, her confidence too. I like that. You know, she was very confident. She said, what did she say? I don't pride myself in making the same mistake twice. Yeah. Badass. I like that. Yeah, that is a good one. And, um, <laughs> What's <sorry>. up, brother? <laughs> oh, this was just a funny scene, bro. When, uh, Johnny throws the, uh, actual, like he throws salt, something. Salt. It's salt, salt, bro. My bad. Salt. Is it yeah. salt? Yeah. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> he throws it in their eyes and expect, he's like, what does he still tell them? Use your senses. <laughs> yeah. And freaking Mitch hits himself. Yeah, so it was number one, just the intro to Devin Lee. Um, well, she was not the intro, but like, you know, her arriving into Eagle Fang, and then of course all the movie references, and uh, it, it was just a good scene altogether. Funny, great <laughs> scene for sure, great man. Scene, she, yeah. her, you know, she said her pronouns were she and her. her <laughs> He's pronouns, like, only go. pronouns we accept in this dojo, sensei and student. <laughs> Freaking Johnny, those dude. are nouns. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, definitely love Devin, man. She really stole this scene. That's what I put, man. She really stole this scene. So I love her bringing up Chung Lee. She even brings up Cynthia Rothrock, bro. So, you know, and then um, obviously my boy Amit's trying to, you know, get in some points too. So he talks about Last Dragon. You remember Last Dragon, right? Yes, I do. Bruce Leroy. Leroy. (laughs) Bruce Leroy. (laughs) Bruce Leroy. (laughs) Who's the master? Anyway, showing up, bro. (laughs) But hey, let's talk about this, bro. So Cynthia Rothrock, man, I had to look her up. You know, that name sounded familiar, but I needed to look her up and see how she looked. So that's what I did. But uh, let's talk about this real quick, man. Because again, Devin Lee, right? She's bringing up Bloodsport, best of the best, which is one of the best martial arts movies. I love that one, man. Uh, Last Dragon, it's, it's all right. It's good, you know. But anyways, let's talk about forgotten martial arts movie stars because again they don't make them like they used to bro so uh cynthia rothrock is one you know i don't think i ever saw any of her movies but uh who else man i saw the lady dragon i think that was yeah i saw like there was multiple her and uh, i think it was richard norton i think i'm the other actor he's australian i think okay um but who who else bro who else is a forgotten martial arts movie stars because again we we know John Claude, you know, everyone knows John Claude Van Damme. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Steven Seagal, you know, Steven Seagal has some get- badass movies. Uh, who else was somebody that was well known? Steve- Chuck Norris, Bruce Chuck Lee, Norris. you know. But uh, what about these forgotten martial arts I'm, movie stars? I'm, I'm going to list two for okay. you, man. I think I know, bro, because we used to talk about this, but let's see. Yep. Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> And what I, was his name? movie Tiger? Was it? No, uh, Fist of Fury. No, nah, Fist of Fury is Bruce Lee, bro. That's Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Don oh, the Dragon. It was like uh, Ring of Fire, I think maybe. <laughs> but it was like part seven and part eight and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was something Fist. I can't. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. Go ahead. So and, you got uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, and who else? Uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Uh, Michael Dudikoff. Uh, oh, he was American a, Ninja. American Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remember American Ninja? Yeah, man. for sure. Boy, for that sure. one was good. I always thought about catching the arrows, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson. Now we're gonna look this up, man. That's why we have a. Uh, that's why we have freaking Google and stuff, man. Uh, Blood Fist, bro. Blood, Blood Fist, Fist one, Blood Fist two, something. Blood Fist three, Blood Fist four, Blood Fist five, Blood Fist six, Blood Fist seven, Blood Fist. Eight. There was eight of the mugs, bro. <laughs> I knew it was something with fists, man. Oh my gosh! All right, bro. So you, that's that's good, bro. I didn't have. I had Don the Dragon Wilson for sure. Uh, I had Michael Dudikoff as well for sure. And here are my two that are, I think I believe are forgotten, bro. Um, Jeff Speakman, man. He only made one movie, 
but I thought it was pretty tight. Jeff Speakman. Did you ever watch The Perfect Weapon? I don't think okay, I Okay, so man. The Perfect Weapon. I'm telling you, dude, he's forgotten, bro, but The Perfect Weapon. Google that, man. Jeff I'm Speakman, dude. To, yeah. So I think he did some sort of like Kempo fighting or whatever. And then oh, uh, Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Okay. And then Brandon Lee, bro. To me, he's forgotten. Brandon Lee, yeah. But, you know, do you remember his one movie he made besides The Crow? Not The Crow, besides The Crow. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Okay, that one. And, and then... Uh, um, was it Rapid Fire? Rapid Fire, bro. Hell yeah. I love yeah. Rapid Fire. It was a badass movie, man. So, uh, uh, yeah. Great stuff there, bro. But I love that scene as well, man. Love the song, too. Dirty Deeds. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing in the background in that scene, man. So, yeah. Definitely a cool-ass scene. I love Johnny. He said this as well. No trick is too dirty and no blow is too low for them. Which is why he had him kick him in the balls. Because no blow is too low for them. And that's why he wanted to prepare him for that, man. So, but then it jumps into the double or nothing, bro. Cobra Kai training. So mm-hmm. I love that one, man. I love, again, love the Cobra Kai gear. Love seeing, you know, Tori uh, and, and Piper going at it. You know what I'm saying? And then I love this, though. This is probably my favorite part. Again, it goes back to what you said weakness. Everyone has weakness. And Silver, bro, badass. He yep. says this There. What did we learn? The common belief is you shouldn't care what other people think about you, right? Wrong. What your opponent is thinking is key in war, in business, in a fight. Don't let your opponent think whatever they want. Make them think what you want them to think. If they think you're weak, that's when you can surprise them with your strength. Good job. That's awesome, bro. But what do you think he meant by that, man? What do you think? The silver man by that badass line. It just means that you always have to be alert and always have to try to get the upper hand in any type of encounter that you're um, involved in. That's kind of what I got from that. That may be too <laughs> uh, deep or not deep, but that may be too, uh, you know, maybe out of in left field <laughs> than what he probably meant. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. He was, uh, saying what about you i just think you know you you want to make them think um you want to use it what they think to your advantage right so if they think you're weak right. that's when you surprise them with your strength right so yeah you think i'm weak you think this is weak but i'll surprise you right because you're thinking that this is going to happen so i wrote this down man you know let people doubt you you know let people laugh at you let them think that you're going to quit and then you show them nah i'm not a quitter or you show them i don't give up easily right because again people can use you know, certain things, you know, and say, oh, you're weak in this area. But then you can you when you know that, like, OK, that's fine. You can think that, but you surprise them. Right. And so that's what I thought about that. And and obviously uh, Silver knew because we see Robbie, you know, the double or nothing. Right. We see Robbie in pain, you know, Kenny going at it. And obviously Kenny doesn't think he can take on Robbie. In fact, nobody. Right. You got that right. When all the kids started laughing when Silver chose, you know, uh, Kenny. But Silver knew, yeah. hey, Robbie has a weakness. And sure enough, you know, when when Kenny knew what Robbie's weakness was, he could use that to his advantage, man, you know. And so on the flip side, if Robbie would have known, like, damn, well, you know, my weakness is I care too much. If he would have known that Kenny was going to use that, he could have used it to his advantage. So, again, it's exactly. kind of like you're outwitting your opponent, man, is the way I look at it, you know. Yeah. No, that's definitely a better way of putting it (laughs) than what I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, you know, kind of the, what is it? The battle of the mind. The battle of the mind, yeah. Now, Outwitting, there's this book called Outwitting the Devil, man. You know, it just, and it's written by Napoleon Hill. And again, basically, he says that the mind, you know, the mind is like, 
I mean, that's the devil's playground. You know, that's a big saying, you know, the idle mind, an idle mind, and I, basically an idle mind is a mind that's not occupied with, you know, good, po- positive thoughts, but an idle mind is the devil's playground, man. So outwin the devil, you know, not necessarily that you're outwitting some, you know, uh, demonic looking thing with a horn or whatever, it, you know, on his head, but it's more you're outwitting your mind, bro, because man, you know, your mind can shoot. It can cause you to think, you know, so many negative things, bro. So for sure. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, you owe me some brewskis, brother. I like yeah. that though. But yeah, but that's the thing, dude. You know, double or nothing. If you if you're talking about outwitting and outsmarting, that's what Silver did. He outsmarted Crease. Yep. Crease thought he had it in the bag, baby. He <laughs> thought he had it in the bag, like the Cubs, two thousand three. Final comida, bro. Final comida, bro. He <laughs> thought he had it in the bag, right? Like when Brazil played uh, Germany, bro, and then Germany oh, kicked their ass. You know, so. Yep. <laughs> God, man. At nobody home, saw right? that coming. At, at yeah, home, at right? Home. Yep. Exactly, bro. So yeah, he outsmarted him, bro, because he knew his weakness, man. So definitely, bro. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. Absolutely. The next one I have uh, written down. This is uh, Daniel and Anthony at Miyagi Do. Uh, something we didn't mention was, um, you know, Daniel took after the whole. Uh, scene with uh daniel found out when we talked about uh daniel's parenting because he had found uh, the cobra kai sweater and and he wanted an explanation from kenny and we in a way kind of like thought he could handle it against the boy so daniel gets the idea to take uh anthony to miyagi though for some training and he uses a video game analogy saying this is level one you know uh anthony kind of you know doesn't really seem to uh what's the word uh, interested. Too interested in interested in uh, actually doing it. So uh, he see, but when he arrives, of course, Daniel shows him the training part where uh, you have uh, what was it, Sam doing the skills competition with the side, and you got Chris breaking boards. So he looks at that and he's like, "Oh, okay." He, you know, he kind of gets intrigued a little bit. But Daniel, being Daniel, and of course, it wouldn't be Miyagi Do without the little. And what, what is the word he used? Soap on, crap off. He basically yeah. takes him to the front and tries to get him to wash the cars. And that totally changes Anthony's mood. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So basically Daniel just kind of gives him a task and, um, you know, leaves. And when he comes back, he, uh, he thinks that uh, all the cars start to look clean, right? So Daniel thinks, oh, my God, he actually did it. He was surprised. And then, of course, he meets Artie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but uh, basically anthony paid somebody to do to wash the cars yeah he didn't actually do it himself exactly of course so, not. yeah and what i took down is this is like the ultimate disrespect to not only daniel but to mr miyagi okay. and and um you know it just kind of <laughs> what's the word uh makes us not like Anthony Russo's character. Yeah. You know how I, I summed up yeah. this this uh scene that you just talked about? This is how I summed it up. Yeah. Anthony is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. That's one way to look at Yeah, up. man. He paid somebody to clean the cars. He can't even do it. You know, and here's my thing, bro. I know you're going to get this reference. Don't give him karate. Give him guts. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clever lane. <laughs> Seriously, no man. But hey, here's one thing, though. I will agree with Anthony. So he basically just says, all right, you know, I don't want to do this. You know, he says a cuss word, right? I don't know what he says. He's like, 
I'm tired of this shit oh. or something. I don't know. And, and Daniel's like, yeah, Daniel exactly. finally checks him. Finally, dude. He's like, hey, watch your yeah, mouth language. or whatever. Language, yeah. But look, man, I, I will agree with this with Anthony. Um, because again, I guess I got to be the opposite. Not I don't have to be the opposite, but I just like, you know, uh, kind of going the opposite of what you said. But here's why. So Anthony makes a, make, makes a, uh, a point about, I don't care about what Mr. Miyagi, I don't know him, you know? I'm getting sick of it, right? And you know what? So am I. Here's why. Because all the time, Daniel's always talking about Miyagi, dude. Like, come on, bro. Like, seriously, every situation in your life, your kid's life, they don't have to be solved with Mr. Miyagi's teachings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Mr. Miyagi yeah. was dope. He's badass. He taught you a lot of stuff. But it's like you said, bro. You know, he immediately thought, okay, well, it worked for me. Maybe it can work for my son. Maybe it doesn't, dude. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I was like, you know, he's getting sick of it. Shit, I'm getting sick of it. You know, like, come on, Daniel. Try something different with your son, man. Like I said, like, yeah. you know, he needs to learn, you know, how to be respectful and stuff, bro. So that's what I took from it, man. Don't give him karate. Give him guts. You know what I'm saying? So, give him guts, yeah. Yeah, brother. All right, man. So my next thing is, um, is just, yeah, you know, finally, you know, Miguel, you know, shows and shows Carmen and Johnny, how he's really feeling. He's pissed, bro. He's pissed, you know. So they're at, they're having dinner. They're waiting for him, and and Johnny's kind of hesitant. She's like, "Hey, I need you here to have my back." And and Johnny's like, "Nah, I don't know. You know, my mom's boyfriend tried to discipline me. I didn't want to hear it, which is true. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by a single mom, and had she had a boyfriend, you know, and that that guy tried to discipline me. Nah, hell no, I wouldn't have heard it either, man. So I can relate with Johnny on that. But obviously, the comedy aspect, you know, Johnny always tries to diffuse the situation with comedy. I always wear protection, but Miguel was pissed, bro. And he's pissed because you know what? Everything changed. And it does, you know, you finally, you finally realize that your mom is with your sensei makes things a little weird. That's like, you know, us finding out if our mom, you know, started dating or my mom, right? Cause your mom and dad are married. But if my mom started dating, like my ninth grade math teacher, yo, that shit would have been weird. Right. So it changed, it changed the situation. And I, and I can see why Miguel was pissed, but also, I think it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning you know, when we were talking about this episode. They kept it from him, dude, you know, and they, again, they kept it from him because they didn't want to hurt him. But in the end, that ended up hurting him even more is what I believe. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? Yeah, no. And something that I want to add is the way Johnny treated him also changed. OK, like, you know, when he was in Sensei, you know, Johnny was, you know, pretty pretty hardcore, pretty stern, pretty tough with him. And um, something we didn't touch on is, you know, when they're doing the training, he automatically says Miguel to the side. And he's like, no, you don't have to do this. Kind of holding him to a different standard, not to the same as the rest of the team. And, of course, the rest of the team catches on to him and says, you know, must be nice being teacher's pet. Pizza Bert. Pizza Bert trying to be hard, right? Bert, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bert trying to be hard. And um, he even, John even, like, rubs his head a little bit, like, kind of like, you know, it's okay. You know, it, yeah, he just totally treated him different, man. It's, and that's not what Miguel's used to. So he kind of resented him for that. Yeah. And then, of course, like you said, they, they, they kept it from him. So that also kind of built up the anxiety that he had and, he just exploded. Finally exploded. But I, I'll take it a little bit further, man. I like that you p- mentioned that, that Johnny treated him differently. And I think he was babying him more, man, as opposed yep. to when he was a sensei, he was being a hard ass. And being a hard ass brought out the best in Miguel. 
you know, and now as he's babying him, it's different. It's like, yo, hold on. Why do you have to baby me now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, continue to be that tough guy, you know, and that's one of the things that we're going to get to, I'm sure, in a scene later on in this episode, man, where Miguel and Johnny finally have that conversation that needed to be had, man. So, all right, brother, where are you taking us next? The next one I take is, uh, I'm going to call it the, the truth comes out, but it's uh, Anthony and Kenny at the school. Okay. And um, Anthony kind of tries to talk to Kenny and he, in my opinion, he approached it the wrong way. He should have just, you know, been straight up and like, look, man, sorry for what I did. You don't need to tippy toe around it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you know, Kenny's not having it cause he's been through a lot yeah. this, this whole season. And so he, he kind of baits him by calling him La Pusso. Yeah. La Pusso. And of course, I like how he does it. Yeah. La Pusso. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, you know, peer pressure, Anthony is like, don't call me that. Or, you know, call me that one more time. And then like you said, La Pusso. <laughs> yeah. That's badass, dude. <laughs> and then, and of course they change him into the library and Kenny just slowly takes them out one by one and it was pretty tight bro that was <laughs> hey it reminded me of some old school karate movies bro you yeah. know what I'm saying old school karate movies lights turned down and stuff the music it was it was badass dude go ahead man and Zach was all scared he's like oh, I forgot what he said but he like he heard a noise and he's like is that and then boom he just surprised him what's up and and the Asian kid, he, he just kind of comes out and he just, he just stands there, bro. He does he get jacked there. up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish, you know, I wish they would have, uh, like, obviously, you know, because of the scene, you know, Kenny didn't tear up LaRusso, but I wish he would have, man. You know, obviously that's when, when the teacher comes in. The teacher but shows up. Yeah, it was pretty badass, man. But it went, um, and I, I just, like, again, I, I love how Hen- how Kenny takes them all out. He went literally from self-defense to just aggression, man. And that's yeah. the Cobra Kai in him right there. So, um, and it's going to, um, what's the word? It's going to come to fruition. His, what he did later on in a, in a later oh, scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and going back to, to, the, to the thing that you liked, you know, weakness. Weakness, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, LaRusso doesn't like being called the pusso. I mean, who would want to be called the pusso, right? Right. And can he use that, bro, to his advantage? You know what I'm saying? So, the pusso. Uh, man, the next one, what I'm going to take it to is the scene that I was talking about, you know, just a couple of minutes ago, Johnny Miguel having that conversation. Johnny being vulnerable. That's what we wanted, man. You know what I'm saying? We wanted him. And he just, again, you know, I think those are some of the best moments in the Cobra Kai episodes, man, from season one to season four, man, is when Johnny can be vulnerable with Miguel. Look, if I'm acting a little weird, it's only because I don't have any experience with this. Ask me anything about karate or 80s rock or Rowdy Rowdy Piper, I'm your guy, but when it comes to, you know, this, I guess I freaked out. So that's what happened with Robbie, right? You got afraid? Yeah. But I never told you why. My dad left when I was in kindergarten. I barely remember him. My mom did everything she could. Married a rich prick thinking that would be a good idea. It only made me miss my dad more. Couldn't figure out why this was all happening. You know, I felt so... Cheated. Yeah. 
And he says, look, man, I don't have any experience with this, but ask me about karate, 80s rock, Roddy, Roddy Piper. I'm your guy, man. And then he says this, bro. He's, you know, he's honest. He's up front. He's transparent. That's our word, bro. He's like, look, man, I freaked out. You know, I got afraid and, and I never told you why. And he even talked about when his dad left when he was in kindergarten, you know, and, and how he just couldn't figure out why, you know, you know, and he just, he's open, you know what I'm saying? So he's too afraid to find out the truth. Again, they're just having this honest conversation, bro. But, you know, some of the things that I wrote down is like, look, he didn't have a role model. You know, he had crease, but like he said, he didn't want to be like him. So he took all that bullshit that he felt from not having a dad in his life and he put it in Robbie's life. And so, and that's what we do sometimes, man. We take the bullshit that we get from others and we project it on new people in our lives, man. We don't trust because someone else hurt us. And so I think that's how Johnny is. Like, I'm afraid, you know, you know, this person hurt me and this person hurt me. Crease hurt me. My dad wasn't in my life. And so I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt my son, which is what he did with Robbie, right? Robbie's not a part of his life. So again, we take the bullshit that we get from others and we project that on other people in our lives, man. And so, uh, but again, here's the vulnerability part, right? You know, like, I don't want to make that mistake again. And I love that, bro. You know, I don't want to make that mistake again. And, and, and then Miguel too, he's like, you know, I, I want things to be different. I want you to be my sensei. And that's just like, okay, that's badass, man. So the watermelon, right? The flying tornado kick. And then Sam being back, women's touch, you know, because Sam's been dope, you know, this this whole season for me, man. And so, again, love that scene. What do you think? No, I agree, man. It was an emotional moment, Johnny. Like, And I like how you use the word vulnerability because that's what I wrote down. Man. It's so easy for him to open up to Miguel, man. And it goes back to the chemistry that they've had for all these seasons. And uh, I like how Sam took the initiative you know, she she saw that Daniel was over there dealing with Kenny, and not only is she helping the Miyagi Do's train them the skills, she's also taking initiative to learn Johnny's style so she can defeat Tori. Yeah, love that man. No so, doubt, for sure. Yeah, and even doing it in spite of her knowing that her dad doesn't want her there, bro. You know what I'm saying? So she's <laughs> she's taking that risk, she's taking that chance, man. So I love that. All right, brother, where are you taking us next? Damn, this is quick, man. We're almost done, bro. This is a quick episode because I only have two things yeah. left, but go ahead. I have one, but I think it's the uh, final one. So uh, did you have one that's not the final? Yeah, I have uh, uh, Anthony getting caught. I love that. So Anthony oh, gets okay. caught. Get so to- let's talk about that. I'll let You can finish yeah, it off. You can finish that. it off. But um, Anthony gets caught. That's what I put. And I'm glad that he got caught. And so obviously, you know, Daniel comes in all high and mighty, you know, thinking, oh, you know, we're going to get this Cobra Kai kid. He's going to get in trouble, all this shit. Yeah, it's your son, homie. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know it's your son, bro. And the principal says, no, it's your son. You know, he's getting in trouble. You know, the other offenders have been, you know, cyberbullying, Mr. Payne. And then here's why I wrote this down. This is why I like it. Because Kenny, I got you. You know, I was badass, dude. I got you. I got you. I love that, man. So... To me, two things, you know, hopefully Daniel, you know, finally gets to see the true colors about his son. But I think because Kenny, he shined, he outwitted them. There it is. There it is again, right? Outsmarted is, them. Yeah. He outsmarted them. And like you said, that's just a Cobra Kai and him coming out, bro. So I like how you tied it together because I didn't think about that till you mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, that's the Cobra Kai, the aggression, the outsmarting them, you know? I like that, brother. Yeah, All right, man. Absolutely. Finish this off. It's the last scene. And like I said, it's a, sh- it's a short episode. Or maybe we just didn't talk a, l- a lot. But it's all good. Let's go. All right, man. The last one I put, Silver and Crease. Uh, Crease comes in, of course, with the bruise. 
Lost Burns player. The Bamui Boss, Bamui Boss, 033s. <laughs> 033s, yeah, man. It was uh, apparently beer that they had in Vietnam. They still, they still, course, you can still buy that, though. That's oh, all, like a, it's like yeah, a rice, it's like a rice you, lager. Yeah, I looked it up, dude. I'm like, yeah, where can we get some? We can't get some here, but you can still buy them somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I remember when we were watching it in real time. You actually sent me the photo. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like so, you tweet from Untapped. <laughs> yeah, they're literally legit, dude. Bomby boss, oh, thirty threes. So then uh, he, uh, Chris reminds him, you know, about one of his soldiers that um, didn't listen to orders and ended up, um, you know, blowing himself up on a minefield. Hence the title, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and then I don't know, Chris just kind of digs into him, man. He tells him that uh, uh, when he first back in Vietnam, he was, you know, he reminds him about the cage, only to find him in another one now yeah. in current society that he was like a puddle of piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what he called him. And so we're just kind of backing down, man, taking all this stuff, man. Not even, you know, fighting back or saying anything. And pretty much at the end, to kind of sum it up without going into much, basically, Crease uh, kind of threatens him and he's like, you need to fall back in line and follow my lead because there's a lot of landmines out there. If you don't watch where you step, it might blow up. It's oh, all going to blow up. It's all going to blow up. Yeah. And then he takes, to add the insult to injury, he takes one of the brutes. He's like, you don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> If it wasn't for me, you'd still be back in that pit. Correct? Yes. I'm the one who got you out of that cage then, only to find you in another one that you created for yourself. I always looked out for you, Terry. And I always will. But you need to fall back in line and follow my lead. Because there's a lot of landmines out there. And if you don't watch where you step, it's all gonna blow up. He even addresses him as captain. Yeah, no captain, no captain, (laughs) no captain. So that's where I go back to one of the dislike. I mean, he just straight up punks a man, makes him look weak. Yeah, (laughs) you know. And um, based on this episode, though, we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. When we were talking about we we're going to record this, you're we like, based on this yeah, episode, absolutely. yeah, he was punked, you know, because Kreese definitely pulled rank, <laughs> captain, right? He definitely pulled yeah. rank. He definitely, you know, put him, you know, said you were, you were, you were a puddle pissed or whatever. And then he's like, what do you think my weakness is? He's kind of punk. I'm like, what do you think my weakness is? You know, you were talking about me. You specifically talked about me. Yeah. So what do you think my weakness is? So he's putting him in, in his place, bro. Like you said, the insult to injury, grabs a brew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That is funny, dude. He freaking grabs the brew at the end. But, but, you know, based on what we know, we obviously, we know how this story is going to end. But to me, that set off silver. And that's all I'm going to say, because obviously that would be going into the other episodes. To me, obviously watching it the first time, I didn't think about that. I'm like you. Damn, Crease is the bad guy. Crease is putting his ass in his place, right? But now it's like, that's the turning point for silver. You know what I'm saying? And maybe if we're going back with the theme that we've had, you know, throughout this podcast episode that we're recording, maybe that was him outsmarting Crease or starting to outsmart him, starting to make Crease believe that, hey, yeah, you're the captain. You're the one in charge. When in reality, Silver's like, I got something for your ass. Oh, man. 
badass. Mm. I like this episode, man. It was dope. It looks like it was short, but it was dope. It was. It was man. dope. It was dope. I liked it, man. So, uh, yeah, man. Love that scene as well. I love that uh, Silver, man. He's reading a book about society, Leviathan, Leviathan or something like that. So I was like, what is that? What is this dude reading? So apparently it's a book about society and how societies, you know, come together and stuff. Dude's, he's got all this knowledge, man. So anyways, man, that's it, man. That's it for our categories, unless you got something else, bro. No, basically it was just kind of the only other things I wrote down about that scene was, uh, you know, it's pretty low tactic against someone who's supposed to be your buddy. You know what I'm saying? Basically, they try, they, like he's trying to punk him, dude. Right? Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Chris is trying to punk him. Like, Chris is trying to like let him know, hey, I, I'm the one who's in charge, bro. Like, pulling rank, you know. And like, yeah. and like you said, they're supposed to be they're supposed PTSD. to be buds, right? What's that? I said in severe PTSD. Yeah, for sure. But so, you know, Chris <laughs> is definitely trying to pull rank and definitely try to let him know, hey, I'm the one, right? I'm the one in charge. No captain. So yeah, brother. All right, man. What's your run it back scene, brother? What's the one that you know, hey, you'd watch over and over again, man? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Johnny and Miguel at Eagle Fang at the end, towards the end, you okay. know, when they're kind of opening up. So I yeah. like that, man. Good, good moment between them two, as always. I had that one too, but I'm going to choose something different. I'm going to go back to Devin Lee. Devin Lee training. <laughs> I like that one. But now I had Johnny Miguel as well, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give something different since you gave that one as well. Uh, what about your favorite quote dialogue exchange from this episode? As much as we've criticized uh, Daniel in this episode, I'm going to pick a quote he said, and this is when he gets on to Anthony about not cleaning the cars. He says, you can't just pay people to do the hard work. Part of growing up is learning how to accomplish something on your own. Oh, Okay. I like that one. That's dope. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Say that again, man. It's Daniel saying, you can't just pay people to do the hard work. Part of growing up is to learn how to accomplish something on your own. Okay. So why do you like that? Because we didn't talk about that. That's good. There I am criticizing Daniel's punk ass parenting. (laughs) But why do you like that, bro? I like that. Well, no, I mean, I I just completely agree with it. I mean, you got to no matter what path you go on or how successful you are, you, you part of you being at that level or getting to where you want to be is at some point you have to do hard work. For sure. That's the only way you're going to grow. That's the only way you're going to succeed. You know, you can't just, otherwise it's just going to be handed to you. Yeah. And you, you don't want that. <laughs> and it's important for kids to know that it's important for teenagers right. to know that for our kids to know that, you know, your, your kids, my daughter, um, kids all over the world, right? There's this sense of entitlement now more than ever, right? Because they, they look mm-hmm. at things on social media and they believe that it's so easy to, you know, gain certain things, but no, it takes hard work. So yeah, I like that brother. That's good. All right. So I guess Daniel's got some good in him, man. All right, brother. My <laughs> favorite, uh, quote was from Silverman. Common belief is you shouldn't care what other people think about you, right? Wrong. What your opponent is thinking is key in war, in business, in a fight. like that, man. Because, again, yeah. you got to know what they're thinking and use that, man. So, for sure. All right, brother. Back to the writer's room, right? We talked about this episode. Went rather quick. But what would you, you know, you're the writer of this episode. You're like, hey, you know what? Should have done this or I could have rewritten this differently. What would you choose? What I'm about to say is maybe a little too, ex- not extreme, but too far out there. But this is just me being me and how much loving the originals during the library scene 
Oh, you know, like uh, there's a point where uh, after Kenny beats up pretty much all of Anthony's friends and yeah. he's the only one left on, on the ground uh, before the teacher walks in, I would have loved for Kenny to have punched him in the eye. And then the next morning or later that day, Anthony would have had a black guy. Baby Browns. Baby Browns. Baby Browns. <laughs> Dang, bro. Me and you are in sync. Yeah, we're a little rusty. It's been a couple of months, but you know what? I had that too. Like I told you, and I think I mentioned this. So I'm going to, I, not, not the baby Browns. You, you took that, but I would have liked to, for Kenny to have gotten one hit in, one lick in, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'll, I'll go with that one with you, like the baby Browns. But then this one too, I would have liked to see Miguel train, like maybe like a little, you know, 30 second clip of him training or something, learning that flying tornado kick, you know? Uh, yeah. Again, we need some karate, man. There wasn't really that much karate except for Kenny, but we needed some karate from Eagle Fang or something, man. So maybe see Miguel train. You know, after him, maybe that would have been cool. Him and Sam training, like a little 30 second clip of them training. Like, there has to be no there, no dialogue, just them training. And Johnny Watson, that would have been cool. I don't know. All right, brother. Yeah. We're almost done. CK3, man. Who are your top three, brother, from this episode? Top three characters. I'm going to go Devin Lee. I'm going to go uh, Kenny, just because he found the weakness, like you said, and tore everybody up. And um, I gave it to Johnny. Just the third one I gave it to Johnny, just for showing his vulnerability, man. At the end on that last scene. <laughs> Dog, yeah. we're, we're in sync, brother. I had Devin, Devin as well. Devin kicked ass. I love Devin. Kenny kicked yep. ass. You know, I know people thought. You know, there's some listeners, man, who who you know messaged me and said, "Hey, you know, you're being too tough on Kenny." No, but Kenny, Kenny really showed out on this episode. And then I had Johnny as well. Uh, so yeah, bro, we're in sync. Look at that, brother. <laughs> all right, man. All Valley trophies. How many All Valley trophies are you giving this episode? Oh, man. I'm going to give it 3.75. Okay. And it's only because, it's only because uh, my boy Crease got, uh, or not Crease, Silver, I'm sorry. My boy Silver got punked. And that's a, <laughs> that took 0.25 away. <laughs> you didn't like seeing Silver get punked? Yeah, nah. You know he's been one of my favorite characters yeah. all season. No doubt, he's been good. But again, it was it was necessary, brother. It was right, necessary. Man. It was yeah. necessary, brother. We're gonna see it. All right, man. All Valley trophies for me. I'm giving it a four, man. I liked it. I liked it. I really did like it. I know we had talked about it. You know when we were you know saying hey we're gonna record and you're like hey you may not like it but I was like oh, I like this one, man. This was pretty good. So definitely redeems itself from the last one, man. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's it, listeners. We're done wrapping up episode seven, Minefields. All right, Monty, you want to say anything to the listeners before we sign out? Again, just, you know what? Thank you for being patient with us. I know we've been away for a while, but uh, you know what? We're committed. We're going to finish. And just thank you for sticking with us and for listening. You know, it means so much to both of us that you guys take the time to listen. Yeah, Cobra Kai never dies. Cobra Kai never dies. And yeah, I just want to echo what Jose says. We're thankful. We're grateful that you listen. We're thankful that you share our podcast. You put it on your Instagram stories. You share it on Facebook. You share it on Twitter. You retweet it. Thank you so much for doing that. 
And so we appreciate it. So yeah, you know, listen to this episode covering episode seven. Next time we'll cover episode eight. So if you haven't watched Cobra Khan in a while, go ahead and watch episode eight and then listen to us talk about it on our next podcast. But hey, again, just some quick housekeeping things. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to hit that follow button. Make sure to rate. You can rate us now on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple or Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. And again, if you have some time, go ahead and rate it as well and leave us a review but as for me and my buddy of 22 years jose we're signing out baby cobra kai never die never die